Hello, welcome. This is Lauren Ash, and this is Giving It Up for Less, a podcast about oversharing. How are you? It's nice to see you. We have a very special guest today, one of my favorite people who I'm constantly vying for him to know how deep my love is for him. <laughs> he is my coworker and friend, Ben Feldman. Oh, there's no applause or anything like that? We you put that in, in post. Any... You're going to put in a, yeah. an applause? Okay. Yeah, All right, yeah. then go ahead. So that would happen about now? That would have happened. Thank you. Thank you. So, oh, sit down. Yeah. Sit down, everybody. Wow. What? Great to be here. Just starting out strong, buddy. <laughs> what a nightmare. Now, you came in here and you, you sat down and you said that this, this podcast is a nightmare for you. Uh, yeah, well, it's just <clears throat> subject matter-wise. What's it called again? <laughs> giving it up for less? Giving it up, right. But, the, but, then, but then there was sort of like a little parenthetical you said after that. A, a podcast about oversharing. Oversharing, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's the part that it's, it's – the podcast is designed to talk about things that – your your average public figure would probably have a heart attack talking about in front of the people. Sure. Uh, and and yet here we are. In front Fortunately, of I'm I'm not that recognizable. In I'm, front not, of I'm not that much the of a people. Public. I also yeah. like that you're referring to the public as the people, <laughs> the as people. though we're in yeah, like yeah. ancient Rome or something. <laughs> um, well, listen. I I mean, I gave you a lot of notice. Yes, you did. And yes. I said, you know, listen. You can talk about whatever you want to, and you also don't have to talk. No, about that's great. That's great. And I don't even have to talk if I right. Like you can. You know enough about me. I think I could probably do a good job having you as a guest where I do both parts. Perhaps there's a segment later on where you ask you the questions, but you answer as me. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's great. Do your impression of me. I don't... No, I you don't. Do. It's offensive. It, it, no, it's not. Because it's it's not you. It's just more like... It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost Jesse Ventura. <laughs> it's it's like, Jesse when I do, Ventura. Yeah, when I do Lord Ash, it's this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I worry, but then I hear my see, own voice see back. See you going into your upper register <laughs> to combat. Yeah. You're combating what I just did. You're 100%. basically showing the people that you don't sound like that. The people, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know who you think is listening to this, but the the, the, there's a group. They're called the people. It's like how rich people refer to coach <laughs> on an airplane. <laughs> Yeah, you're totally right. I don't want to sit back there with the people. With the people. <laughs> oh, yeah, they'll rip you limb from limb. Uh, but I'm currently wearing, I should also add, I'm wearing a shirt that says Dog, Dog Mother, Mother Wine, Wine Lover. Lover. And I was saying that I feel like I'm only one step away from Live, Love, Laugh, but you were saying you disagree. I think, well, no, I think I can tell, the shirt looks like you bought it at a big box store, am I right? Correct. Okay. I, and, and, and it seems to me that you're still in on it. Yeah. The, the sort of joke, you're kind of this... Like tacky but proud kind of uh, sure. person, sure. But you're just a few steps from not being in on it, you know, anymore. Right, right. Where it's like, oh, Lauren, she really, she doesn't get that that shirt is tacky. Like right now, you know that's tacky, right? Sure. Okay, cool. But my question is, what what will be the warning sign for you that it's like Ash has gone off the deep <sighs> Let's see. Um, constant uh, trips to Disneyland and posting them on uh, social media. Oh, 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 have dear. you already? Did I miss that? Oh, jeez. Yeah, wow. Okay. Oh, maybe just like lots and lots of posts about your uh, dogs, you know? Like, oh, tiny, God, I'm, tiny too, dogs. I'm two for two here. Well, this is oh, no, not but you good. don't dress your dogs up in costumes, do you? Oh, my God. He oh, this speaks is to bad. my soul. He's speaking Man. to my soul. So you think I have gone off the That ship has sailed, my friend. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I thought that when you said that this shirt proved that I wasn't off the deep end, that I, I guess there's no well, hope that for was, me. Well, that was before we started recording. The gloves are off now. We're, <laughs> I'm doing this for the people. What I like is that the people get a, a meaner Ben Feldman. <laughs> yeah. You know what I I'm mean? I'm playing, this is sort of my entourage version of oh, myself. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Oh, so you they create, get it. You've the people <laughs> are in on it. 
they know that I'm just playing a character. You've created a character for the podcast, yeah. <laughs> which is great. What I like is that he did turn his his baseball cap backwards. I am always when I do. I uh, am uh, I'm the, the voice of a Disney television show. Okay, and whenever I go into the studio, I am yelled at to put my hat on backwards. So. Sure. Plus, I feel like it it's generally makes me look cooler. Yeah, they look cool. I mean, they can't. The people can't see. So you just describe to them how cool I look right now. You, he looks like that Paul Ryan photo that came out of him lifting weights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, so I'll take cool. it. That, that dude's so jacked, man. So cool. Um, he was for a time. The epitome of cool, Paul Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> if you look it up, that's what's there. Uh, so there's a theme for every episode, and the theme for this one, and I was really passionate that this be the theme that I have you come on for. The mm-hmm. theme is making new friends. Okay. And the reason why Ben Feldman is the perfect guest for a podcast theme about making oh, new friends mayor thing, is huh? that you are the mayor of Hollywood. <laughs> he literally knows everybody. I don't. You do. I don't. You know every chef. I know a few chefs. You know all the chefs. That's because I eat too much. That's not because I'm popular or cool. It's because I'm the guy at the restaurant that's like, this is great. Is the is the chef, is chef here? I won't even say the chef. You you just The people, chef. but just chef. Just chef. Got well, it. that's how you let the servers know that you're like, you're a food person, you know? Got it. It's French. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I believe chef is French for like chief. Yeah. Chief or captain or whatever. Huh. Did you know that? No. Well, there you go. I'm enchanted. Yeah. <laughs> I like people to walk. I like the people to walk away having learned something. So yeah. we're already we're ahead of the game right there now, go, which is people. great. Um, but no, no jokes aside, though, you do know a lot of people. Come I on, know, you, I know. I've been doing it for a while. Right, and you've been in. Yeah, you've been in. The, you've been in LA for a while. How it's, long have you been in be, LA? It's, I've been it's in years. LA since maybe 2000. Three or four, something like that. And you're gregarious. Sure. You know, you meet people. Like I remember, you were the you were the camp counselor when Superstore started. You got the cast doing things together, doing yeah, group yeah, outings yeah. and stuff I like, like that. Uh, I like activities. I like snacks and activities. Snacktivities. Snacktivities. <laughs> That'll be my shirt when I'm not in on it anymore. I'm going to get that made for you. I'm going <laughs> to get that, that made. Um, but no, I feel like anytime I go to a party at your house, it's like a, it's a veritable who's who of, of... I see, and that's the thing. I don't think that's the case, and I think that sometimes... I wish I was one of those people. Like, I wish you were more impressed. Like, I had a, a barbecue recently yeah. that you went to, and you were... Uh, one of the most famous, recognizable people there. And to me, that's embarrassing. I wanted mm. more uh, more impressive people there. But they, you know, they're all too busy to come to my house. I know. When I first started going to your parties four years ago, it was like Christina Hendricks was there. Yeah, remember when I was, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, now again, if I'm the most famous person there, I mean, I do apologize. That it's feels sad. I mean, my parents sad. were excited, but, uh, you know, they were hoping for... You know, you're, you're, you're Johnny Galecki. You're Johnny Galecki's of the world, who yeah. I have met at your parties and functions time and time again, and he never remembers me. No, he's, no, he's, he's very distant. <laughs> Did he get engaged? He, uh, he, what can I say? There, I don't know what the deal is with, uh, with, with, uh, with nuptials, but, uh, they are expecting. That's oh, public knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I yeah. didn't know. Johnny's back in my, I, I don't think he would mind if I meant he's one of those friends where, uh, you know, you, you got your friend, when you have a kid, you have your friends that stick around and your friends that are like, Oh God, now Ben and Michelle are kid people. I'm, I'm out of here. And Johnny was that, which is why it was so incredible that he's now expecting a kid because suddenly he's back in our lives and I get texts from him sure. and he's very so excited so earnestly genuinely excited to have a kid he's he's going to go to the other end of the spectrum I think and be like the daddiest dad ever I bet you guys are going to talk about this at one point he might have a tear about like I turned my back I'm on you so for a while sorry. I'm so sorry yeah yeah, yeah. He's wow back. well that's nice 
But um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I used to be cooler. I used to do. I also I've been on. <laughs> used to be cooler. I've also there was a time in my life where I jumped around and did lots of different projects. Now right. I feel like I've been doing Superstore for so long that you're my only friends. Yeah, about fifty <laughs> like years. Christina. Yeah. I had just done Mad Men, which shoots, which shot here where we. This is the first time I've been in this studio where we are right now uh, since that show. Wow. So, a lot of memories, yeah. Memories. I saw her recently at an event, and I did a bit uh, on stage where I said I wanted her and Retta to be, I wanted to take our friendship to the next level, and I got bracelets engraved that say, Best Bitches Forever, and I gave them to the two of them, and they loved it. And then Christina was like, please have Ben give me your phone number. So I'm saying this oh, now I don't think she with meant that. the people as the witness. She texted so, me the other day. Oh, I, now it makes sense. Apropos of nothing, she texted me, please don't give my number to anybody. She, oh, see, this is a bit. I said, what is this about? And she didn't respond. The problem is you're, good act, you're a good actor and the people think that this is serious. Thanks. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts in acting, everybody. In We've all got wondering. resumes, okay? <laughs> um, okay, so the theme is making new friends. The story that I wanted to tell, and I don't, I don't think you've ever heard this story, which oh, I think boy. you really like, is there was a time a few years ago where I had made a new friend very quickly, and it was a very intense friendship, and we were spending a lot of time together. And I was at an event, and she was there, and it was kind of one of those things where it was like I had brought um, one of my longer standing friends with me to this event and other people had but it was like our friends were meeting mm-hmm. like it was like our friendship was like important to, to me anyway. what kind of an event is this it was, a, it was a barbecue at a mutual friend's house got it and so my new friend her dad is there so this is also like I'm meeting her dad for the first time. Okay, okay. that's something. And Why is her dad at your friend's house? He What's was, happening? Uh, so everybody's coming for a barbecue, and he was just in town. So okay. it was like, you know, we're all there celebrating. Cool, cool, cool. So this is kind of like the backstory. So my friend that I had brought with me, we'll call her Piper. Okay. No reason. Sure. Um, we'll call her Piper. Piper was like, you know, as kind of we're, we're getting into the afternoon and we're all kind of sitting around a big table, she was like, you should tell that story you told me the other day. And I was like, what story? And she was like, the one about that friend of yours. I had told her this story about a dude I know. This is a true story. Mm-hmm. He was hooking up with a woman. They were having the intercourse. Okay. And Familiar. her bowels uh, let go. No. And in the moment... She had what to kind m- of sorry to interrupt. Sure. What kind of intercourse? Front or front, back? Front bum. Okay. Yeah. So they were having intercourse. And then this ha- this just happens, and in the moment they kind of froze, mm-hmm. and then she made the choice to pick it up with her hands, no. throw it everywhere, and like go. A monkey. Yeah. Like I think she was just like I'm turning into the swerve. No. Like this terrible thing has happened, so I'll just she like go with it. it. She just went with it anyway. It's a pretty funny story when you're telling it, you know, in general and not, and not in context. But my friend, so Piper is pushing me to tell this story but I'm like I don't know that I want to tell this everybody's looking because I'm also somebody as you know that's known for oversharing telling stories everybody's looking and as I'm starting to nobody knows this person okay good and they just know that it's a funny story, and Piper's really hyping it. I'm like, Piper the hyper. I'm Piper like, the hyper. <laughs> calm down. Stop overhyping the story. So as I start to tell this story, I start to realize that I'm like, my new friend's dad is literally sitting right beside me, and I'm in the middle of the story, and I'm trying to like navigate a way out. But partway through, I was like, there's no way. So I tell the story, and it's like, silence and I literally I never get silence because first of all I curate the stories I tell sure I make sure that they get laughs I've never seen you silent I've never I've never seen me silent but I've never told a story that's been met with silence until this day Uh. it was it was probably one of the lowest moments of my life in terms of my my anecdotal career right long story short too late not friends with this person anymore oh no Piper's still in my life but the other one I think that was it I am more interested in this story she is flinging feces (laughs) around 
the room <laughs> yeah. and celebrating it, Correct. laughing, cheering. Sure. The guy. He's, he's like, still there? He's still there. What's he doing? He's, I guess, just decided that he's like, well, I'm not going to celebrate this, but I guess we're in this now. How, did, did they see each other again? No. Was this a first time yes. sexual encounter? Yes. Wow. They never saw each other again, and he did tell me that he did have to throw out his mattress. Wow. Yeah. That is that is a nightmare. That's a horror movie. <laughs> what I like is that this was this was like transcendental from what the point of my story is. No, but this but is your not... story is irrelevant. This is sure. your, this woman. Is... I had a new friendship that that died because I told this <laughs> terrible, terrible story in front of her father. Did the dad? Did the dad dig the story? Or... You know what? He said something about like you're crazy, like, <laughs> something like like that. Like he it was, was he was from Massachusetts. He was from Massachusetts. <laughs> he was British actually. You're crazy. Um, yeah, and so yeah, it, I mean that was tough. That was wow. a tough, the tough nut to swallow. That's I don't have I don't have embarrassing story. That's not true. I have lots of them. I'm just lots. not going to tell them here. That's fair. Um, but I was thinking you were telling me we were talking about making new friends, and I was thinking about uh, my ongoing saga with BJ Novak. Michelle oh, mentioned it to me. Yes. Oh, As this like is a, this is glorious because that's that's a friend. I feel, I feel like I've ever told this story to anybody with a microphone around, but um. BJ Novak, so first of all, he's a guy that kept beating me out for major high-profile parts. Right. Um, so he was very much on my radar. Sure. Uh, but I had never met him, and I remember we were at Soho House, and he like was in a corner and waved me over. I was with my my wife and her family, and waved me over, and he was like, "Hey, I just I just want to say I'm a fan of of the stuff you're doing on on that show. Uh, my friend Mindy and I are are, are we, oh, we talk about you a bunch, and, and I just want to say hi. I'm BJ, and I was like, wow, that was so cool. And he made me look very cool in front of uh, my in-laws, right? Um, if that is indeed possible. And uh, and so I walked away being like, wow, that was really cool. From that moment on, it started the universe shifted, and. <laughs> Something had that was like an origin moment. Like there, if it was in a movie, like there'd be this weird like light moment where you know, like just this strange something changed in our dimension. Yeah. And BJ Novak became a, a prominent part of absolutely everything that I did and everywhere I went from then on. That's he so was funny. everywhere, and I started seeing him. You know, I'd see him on random streets. Uh, I'd see him. We'd be hiking in Runyon on like a back trail that you're not allowed to go on, and he'd be the only other person walking past me. And he's really funny, so he made it into a bit. You know, he'd walk past me and go, "Oh, hey Ben," and then just keep walking. You know, it'd be like <laughs> six a.m. on a Monday in the middle of the woods, and he would just sort of casually say hi and walk by. We went to uh, I went to a barbecue where it, I pretty much everyone was. I was like the only white guy, right. and it was sort of a it was a music, like, hip-hop kind of crowd, um, and the only other white guy there was BJ, and he just sort of casually went, like, and it started happening like this everywhere I went, the most absurd places, strange, random restaurants, and it became, like, an ongoing joke where, like, I'd go on vacation and, and people would be like, are you having fun? How's BJ? <laughs> and... Like, I went to Paris, I shot a movie in France, and, and my friend Brendan was like, are, are you having a great time? Tell BJ I say hi. And literally, I'm in Paris walking down the streets uh, at uh, on a Tuesday night in on a side street uh, at dusk, and there's one other person. I was on the Stop. phone with my wife, and I was like, Stop. Michelle, I have to hang up. This is an emergency. BJ Novak is here. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, unbelievable. And, and it, this continued, I mean, it happened all the time. And so that... At that moment, we decided, like, we sh- need to be, we should be friends. Right. And we started, we spent this, like, magical two days in Paris together. 
Um, just like going out to bars and he was writing little bits down in his journal. We pitched a movie. Like we decided we were going to write a movie together. We were, we were best friends for a couple, for 48 hours right. in Paris. Um, and, and I still, it, it continues to this day, like literally a week and a half ago, I saw him, saw him at a thing that there, he had no business being at. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, during all this, he was also beating me out for movies. And and there was like a big, that Tom Hanks Disney movie or whatever that he did. And then there was, I met Quentin Tarantino and I sat down and I talked to Tarantino for 45 minutes. It was like this, uh, for for Inglorious Bastards. And I noticed, there's a bunch of parts, and I noticed there was a bunch of like people like me in the waiting room, but then also like littler people, like tiny, tiny men. Right. Um... And so at the end of our meeting, I was like, okay, he's like, so what do you want to, what parts are you thinking of? And I was like, this one, this one, but uh, hear me out. I know there's a part that's like a small, that you want like a little person for. What if instead it's someone like me who's not actually extremely small, but is not that tall. Right. And the bit is more, because they're constantly referencing in the movie and he's getting angrier and angrier. He's like, I'm not sure. Why do you keep calling me that? Tarantino thought that was the funniest thing ever. I'm sitting here watching him cackle. I can't believe that I've made, like I'm pitching an idea to him. Right. He's like, that's great. I love that. I'm stealing that. He brought me back in a week later. We did like another hour of... Of, of reading the scenes and I did this scene and I sobbed and everything and uh, and then weeks go by and I'm t- uh, convinced that this part is mine I'm going to be in this movie and I, I all the other castings become made public uh, and one by one and nothing no. with this character and then one day my dad calls me up and he goes who the fuck is BJ Novak <laughs> And I was like, Stop it. are you kidding me? He, it, BJ got cast. And by the way, no one, I don't, I'm no longer with the agents that did not call me to tell me that. Um, my dad somehow found out by like just maybe Googling my name every single morning <laughs> or how, whatever he does. Um, but BJ ended up getting, and by the way, BJ is about my height and type. So I got BJ that part, basically. I pitched. Instead of th- doing this, do this. And then the, the part went to him. So that's, that's unbelievable. But yeah. So have you guys remained friends since that happened? We are friends. I mean, we don't see each other that much. He then like went on to become like a novelist or something. And he, I don't know. I, I don't see him that often, but I, I run into him a bunch. And then it's always like, oh, can't believe you're here. And, and that's sort of. Did you ever tell him that story about Quentin, Quentin Tarantino? I don't know if I talked to him. I don't know if, because that's a weird thing to like say. Because it sounds, if I say it to him, it sounds like I'm. Like sour Angry grapes. and sour. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and I'm not. It's more like. That's so funny to me, but to to tell him the story rather than the people uh, feels <laughs> like I'm complaining to him for. And right. we're both doing fine, so everything's great. Yeah, I, I don't feel like he destroyed my career. Although it would have been nice to go to Germany and Paris with Quentin Tarantino and Brad Pitt and all of those people. So. Think about how different your life would have been. I, I mean, it's a, this is a sliding doors moment. It I I, I very much feel like if my life is a sliding doors life, B.J. Novak is the <laughs> other is my co-star. Oh my gosh, what if you guys are the same person? You're just on different Have you ever universal seen us planes? Together? No. Yeah. My wife is the only person who has, and Mindy Kaling. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing that I need to follow this up with is that Ben uh, had the great pleasure, I had the great pleasure of being directed by Ben on our show, Superstore. Uh, I had the great pleasure of being written by Lauren Ash. Oh, see, that's nice how we set mm-hmm. each other up that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the well, this isn't a nice story, though. The, the story <laughs> was that we came up with this bit uh, because of the B.J. Novak 
connection. Oh, yeah. We came up with this bit. We're at work uh, at Universal Studios. Each of us has a parking spot, and each parking spot has a like metal sign that says Superstore Lauren Ash, mm-hmm. you know, or Superstore Ben Feldman. Uh, and if it was the director, it would say director and then the name. Uh, so we had this great idea that we'd get one of these made. So not a piece of paper. Like this is a bit that this took takes time. a while. This yeah. takes time. So we there had- are multiple departments involved in creating something like this. Exactly. So we had one of these metal signs made that said Superstore Director B.J. Novak, and we put it <laughs> on Feldman's parking spot. It's the first thing you see when you pull up. Exactly. Or but the, should be. But the best part is, it was three days it was up there before he noticed it. And the be- but, but what was great is we all stayed silent, and it was destroying me from the inside out. All I wanted was to see you discover this. Was it anticlimactic when I did? discover it finally I feel like it was well I think you just sent me a text yeah I think because I I saw it (laughs) that's in (laughs) retrospect I see now I I imagine all the work you guys all put into it and the the talking about it and everything all for me to finally drive up on a Wednesday and go ah and that was pretty much (laughs) yeah I mean it was anticlimactic certainly here's Um, what's anticlimactic I sent a picture of that to BJ Novak who did not respond for four months four months (laughs) when he responded Four months later, did he address the picture? I think he, it was either I wrote him again about something else and he was like, oh, by the way, or it was a, hey, just now seeing this kind of a thing, which just which now seeing four this. months later, I always wonder about that because just now seeing this means you're maybe going through all of your, I have a lot of text saved on my phone. You so really have to yeah. scroll to just now see something from months, months prior. Yeah. So who knows? What's he doing with his spare time? You know what I mean? He's a busy guy. Well, he's got to, he's got to show up to everything I'm at and I'm sure he's got other things going on beside that. So You know, but that's a prank that kind of fell flat. But I do have to say that I recently <laughs> played a prank on you that was so delicious. I was in New York City. Oh, jeez. This killed me. Okay. Ben Feldman is a foodie, like to the nth degree, to the point that he said earnestly, and I quote, true foodies don't call themselves foodies. We just don't. It's just not. It's it's <laughs> it's a word for the people. Of course. It's not a word for us. Get to the back of the plane. Yeah. So I'm in New York, <laughs> and the, the first question Ben has whenever you're going anywhere, but certainly if you're going to New York, is where are you eating? Where mm-hmm. are your dinner reservations? Mm-hmm. He wants to know. Very important. And so I wrote back and said, don't worry, buddy. I've got a reservation at this super cool restaurant. It's called TGI Fridays. To, to be a very important detail, you were with a friend who had never been to New York ever. Correct. Ever. Correct. Who had never flown anywhere. Never flown anywhere. Yes. And so I said, don't worry, buddy. I've got this reservation at TGI Fridays. His response is something like, I hate you. Like, ha, 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 whatever. Well, I'm walking around New York and I happen to stumble upon a TGI Fridays. And I'm like, this is going to be the greatest bit Ever. So my friend, who's my boyfriend, we can say that it's my boyfriend. I don't boyfriend. know what I'm allowed to talk yeah, about. That's nice. Yet. It's nice that you are being... Her boyfriend, BJ Novak. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I'm just one step away from you, my friend. Um, no, I'm kidding. We would never date. We've talked about it. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> so uh, we, we have it up on the CGI Fridays, and we go in, and we literally get seated at a table, and we do a photo shoot of each of us holding TGI Friday menus. And and I was like, listen, we have to make this look really subtle. Like, we have to make this look real. So, so I sent him the photos. An and he prank. was like, wait a minute. Like, is this real? This isn't real. Is this real? And then we happened upon an Applebee's. And so I was <laughs> like, it is real. Um, we just finished our meal. But look where we're going for dessert. And again, I remind you, everyone, dear listeners, that she is right on the precipice of tacky, in on the joke <laughs> or not in on the joke. So this tracks perfectly. Yeah. I, you start to think about it and you go, no. She probably does want to go to these chain <laughs> restaurants, these Times Square chain restaurants. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the truth is, is that we were in Times Square because my boyfriend had never been to New York before. Sure. It was our first night. It was like, let's just walk around. We had a few hours to kill. It's like, let's go see, you know, Times Square. Yeah. You say you've been there. But but yeah, you're but right. No, it, you, don't, it would, you don't eat there. No, but it would totally make sense that you're right, that I would be like, ah, it's, we're tired. Let's just go here. Or you'd be like, this is really funny. Like, you, pro- I imagined you have... Like almost in an ironic way, a, a deep love for like some sort of like a, a flushy, slushy type frozen dessert at one of these places. Like you're just like I have to go to this place. I love the Oreo milkshake. Blah blah blah. There's that voice again. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It's completely true. And listen, will I will I fuck with the chilies? Yeah, I'll sure. fuck with the chilies. Sure. There, I'm not gonna feel ashamed. Sure. You know. Um, yeah, you're right. I am part trailer trash. That yes. is, or I'm 100 percent trailer trash. Yeah. So let's be honest. Uh, I'm a woman who's like won the lottery. Somebody came to my house recently. They saw my pool and they were like, this screams lottery winner who grew up poor. And I was like, that's basically what has happened. The pool has the like fake rock stuff all around it and and a waterfall. And a water slide. Yeah, and and, slide. And a grotto. Yeah, Yeah. it's, 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 yeah. It's it's almost in on the joke or, or, or not. Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Right now I just found out the hot tub is leaking. We may have to demolish the whole thing to fix it. Oh, no. Yeah. Isn't it like, <sighs> are you allowed to, like, what's going to happen? Are you gonna I'm, get, No, I'm not going to be able to rebuild. What are you going to put back there instead? I don't know. Hmm. I got to figure it out. I got to find a way to patch this leak before I start tearing down a the only house, thing, maybe. The only thing of- that means anything to me <laughs> is that water slide. Anyway, so I, I say, this is where we're eating dessert. I, we found Applebee's, and then I quickly Google, and I do have very strong, fast Googling skills. <laughs> I quickly Google, and I, I, I had said to him, not even thinking, I was like, I hear they have a Sunday that's bigger than my head. And he's like, tell me this is a joke, but he's still, I, I, I know that I've almost got him. I, I know that he's, so, he's yeah, teetering. I'm really, I'm really almost there. So I Google Applebee's sun, chocolate brownie Sunday, and pictures come up, and it literally was one that had a sign in the background, Times Square Applebee's. This killed me. And so I, I screenshot it, and I sent it, and I'm like, look, it is as big as my head or something. And I'm then sweating. He, and then he is fully buying it. He's like, <laughs> no, I hate you so much. You're dead to me. This is insane. Insane! You're in New York, and I felt so bad for your boyfriend. Like yeah. this is—you were forcing him. He didn't ask for this. Are you seeing <laughs> this place for the first time? There's so many incredible places you could go. Cheap places, pizza places. You sure. could go to these. You know, find something tastefully tacky that isn't in Times Square. But no, you were... Oh, we went for it. <sighs> oh, it was so delicious. It was so great to feel like, to feel somebody that I'm like, I've almost got him. I've almost got him. How can I really hook, line, and sinker? And I did it. I'm complaining to my wife. I'm angry now. <laughs> I'm yelling at the phone. And then you guys FaceTimed me. We FaceTimed him to do the reveal. But here's the bigger joke is that my phone was literally on 1%. So we FaceTime. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ben answers. We go, we, you got pranked. And then my phone dies. Oh. So it, it appears that I've like done this like very intricate long bit for the better part of like 45 minutes and then I've gone we pranked you bitch and hung up immediately <laughs> dropped uh, the mic of our friendship exactly like, you were just done talking to me after but that. you have to admit like in terms that of was incredible pranks. that was a really great people always ask when when we're getting interviewed for like our show yeah what's who's who's a, who's the biggest prankster and what are the names and pranks that have that have happened and I always think like ask that question to people on boring hour-long dramas who need to like create funny things like yeah there's a bunch of funny people on our show no one needs to prank but I feel like that's wrong because you you pranked the hell out of me. Well, that one worked is the thing. Yeah. Cuz the BJ Novik sign story, it's funny but it's it's like, oh, okay, that's that's slightly amusing. And it was like a moment. It was, was a moment. Yeah. This was like This ate at me from within. It was emotional warfare. It really destroyed me. It was exhausting. I was exhausted afterwards. I've done my job. Yeah. And well I've done. done my job. Um 
Uh, I was just going to do what, don't you have to like do one of those commercial things where they say like, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, this yeah. show is brought to you by, do you do one of those? Uh, no, we got to get to my favorite segment on the okay. show. The one where we, we come, we ask the people mm-hmm. to share their stories by emailing dumblieswetell at gmail.com. Oh, it's dumb lies we tell. All right. Yeah. Is there music? So, there will be in post. Okay, great. You're really wanting these live sound effects. Here's the thing. I always want to know the, like, I want to see behind the scenes of these things. So sure. I'm just kind of bringing people along on my journey throughout this podcast. Yeah. I want to know where the music is. I want to know what it sounds like. Is it catchy? Like, Do what you want to record the music? Could I? You can. Okay. What do you play again? You play the ukulele? I learned the ukulele, That's but right. I only play one. I play a Katy Perry song because I had to learn it. <laughs> Speaking of Minnie Kaling, for, for that show. Ah. Uh, yeah. You do tap dance, though. I Yeah, and I play, I play the guitar as well. Like, I you can do? I play things, yeah. Why have we never jammed? Uh, I'm not a jammer. Oh. I'm not much of a jammer, yeah. Oh. I m- mostly just sort of strum wistfully um, <laughs> when I'm in sort of like a melancholic mood staring out the window. You know, sometimes it is more miraculous that we've never dated. (laughs) Okay, so this is a submission we had, and I I picked this one for you because I think you're really going to appreciate the specifics of this. So she said, this isn't a lie that I told, but I was in a group chat where this girl tried telling us she was dating someone from Celtic Thunder. This is a deep cut already. She was so convinced that we believed her, and she was insanely committed to the lie. She said she spent over $10,000 on Broadway show tickets and even provided a list of the shows. She had a picture from a meet and greet that she thought we would fall for and would send us pictures of her views of the stage from her seat at the show. (laughs) Some of us got sleuthy, reverse image searched the images... Of course, I think that called her out. When she was called out, she just completely disappeared from the group chat, and no one has heard from her since. What? But what I love about this submission is the final line. It was an insane month. <laughs> wow. I have so many follow-up questions. Wait, so she's no longer friends with them? She had to be friends with them to get on this group chat in the first place. Right, this is so my then point. Then she just discontinued their friendship after the bit? She dipped. That's like what you should have done after the, after the, 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 New York, the Times Square thing. You're right. Just stop talking to me. Yeah, I should have because I topped out. Yeah. It was like, I'll, we'll, I'll never be able to do anything as amusing ever again. So they never fell for it. They, Yeah, the way this is reading, she ne- they never fell for it. The rest of this group chat, they never fell for this lie. Uh, but the I girl love the really amount committed of work that they put into it, the reverse image search also, and everything. Celtic Thunder. Yeah, that's pretty. That's great. Isn't I that like a that. deep cut? Yeah. I'm impressed. That's okay. A good, that's a good lie. That's a good lie, right? I've got one more that I thought was also relevant. I still have no idea why I told this to my friends the last day of seventh grade, but I told them I was deaf in one ear. (laughs) I told everyone I came across that when I was young, I was swimming in a lake and a leech got in my ear and burst my eardrum. Isn't that, I mean, How old did she say how old she was when she started Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Okay, so that's uh, that's still an age where you make up completely random, ridiculous lies for no particular reason. I guess. Okay. To make sure I was, in fact, telling the truth, multiple people were cupping my ear and yelling into my ear. I had to pretend I couldn't hear it when, in fact, I was fully able to, loud and clear. This backfired on me in later years, as now I am hard of hearing in one of my ears. Because of the screaming into her ears? Yes. And then, again, this is another one where the last line killed me. Anyone else want to hop on the karma bus with me? Toot toot. <laughs> she wrote toot toot. <laughs> she did. That's fantastic. She wrote toot toot. I was like, that's awesome. Uh, gosh, I mean, what a lie to commit to. What do to. you think? So what's hurt? So that was just for attention? As By the I way, guess. as someone who is practically deaf in my left ear. Well, I'm, that's why I'm, I chose that one. Yeah, you did. The, well, is that, that was for me. Mm-hmm. Celtic yeah. Thunder was because, uh, you know, theater, Broadway, sure, sure, which sure. is of yeah, your interest. Very, yeah, yeah, I'm very. And I'm, then the other one was because, yeah, you, you're hard of hearing in one ear. Yeah, yeah. So as, as a, a member of that community, I'm very offended. <laughs> 
a member community. of the nearly deaf in one ear community. Although, yeah, I, that's I don't know why you would make up. I mean, I guess for attention, but it's not the kind of attention you want. Like, it's not a sickness. It's right. not like a this is something wrong with me, or I have X amount of time to live. <laughs> it's just like I'm sort of you'll you'll have to speak up. Which right. is not a, that's the worst kind of attention. You're not asking for more attention, you're just asking for louder attention. Right. It's like saying I have psoriasis. <laughs> yes. It's like I'm kind of itchy under yeah. my clothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't Feel bad for that. me. But I, yeah, I guess maybe she, that, it's, it suggests to me that she had some sort of a conscience about it. Because if you wanted more attention, you would say I have cancer. That sounds or... like it's a lie that was made up to explain an embarrassing moment. Like perhaps someone mm. said something that she didn't hear. Right. That then some other chain of events spiraled from that that became embarrassing. And so she had to cover it by saying, oh, I didn't hear because I'm deaf in my right. left ear or something oh. like that. Well, that has, that's a more cogent thought. Yeah. Now, the dumb lie that I wanted to share with you that I told, I think you're really going to love this. And I, I, I honestly have never told anybody this. So you, the people in this room, and the people are going to be the first people to, to hear this story. Oh, wow. And this is one that, because I'm not a good liar. I don't like to lie. It makes me feel like gross inside. Mm -hmm. So when I've been thinking about these, I really am going like racking my brain going back. And then I remembered this one dumb thing I did. I was 20. My boyfriend was 31. Mm -hmm. But let's sink in for a second. That's bad. It's bad. I was hanging out in his house alone. I don't know what he was doing, work? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but he had a stack of phone bills. And this is, again, this, is, this would have been, I don't want to date myself, but this was like, we had cell phones, but people still used landlines. Oh, yeah. So he had like a stack of, of his phone bills from his landlines that outlined every phone call he had made. Okay. And he had this ex-girlfriend that he was still friends with that lived in San Francisco that I was exceptionally jealous about. I was 20. She anyway. was 17, I imagine. <laughs> you were jealous because she was younger than you? <laughs> no, he was going. He went and stayed with her for a month while we were dating, just the two of them in her apartment. And I, oh, I just oh, felt that's... weird about it. I was like, do you need to do that? But anyway, so anyway, I started going through, in a moment of like pure jealous insanity, I went through these phone bills and I started finding all these like 3 a.m. phone calls to her that lasted like two hours. Like there was just all of these late night phone calls to her on nights when I wasn't, seeing him. Yeah. And so I have to call him on it, right? Sure. So I'm like, how do I do this? Now, granted, they were sitting out in the open. I could have just said, I read your phone bill and saw what I saw. Mm -hmm. Instead, oh no. <laughs> I made the choice. I call him in this moment and I say, I knocked a glass over and it hit a pile of paper and it spread out all these phone bills on the floor. And as I was cleaning them up, I noticed these phone calls. So you really a lateral move. Because Total no matter move. what, you're still reading the paper that's there. You just added this extra thing that right. was unnecessary. That was an excuse. So it wasn't like I just was being nosy. It right. was, oh, I dropped a glass and whatever. After, So he's like, we'll have to talk about this later. We hang up the phone and then I realize... I should knock the glass. Like I should, I should act sure. out my lie, because otherwise, like, is it first of all, is it even possible that mm -hmm. this glass would have hit them? Whatever. Yeah, anyway, you tested it out. I later. tested it out, and the glass smashed everywhere. But I had already talked to him on the phone about no, this, and you and wouldn't never have mentioned. Said, yeah, never said. And of course, if I had broken a glass, I would have said, "Right." And the glass broke, and I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, he didn't buy it. He didn't buy it for a second. But I never let. I never admitted. I was just like, "No, this is what happened. This is a story. That's it." What's interesting to me is that when you called him out on essentially having this secret relationship with someone else, he said to you, we have to talk about this later. Was he busy? What was he doing? <laughs> I think he was waiter waitering at the time. Oh, okay. So he was like at work. Yeah, he I wasn't, think so. He wasn't just like, ugh, not now. 
Oh, I'm sure that that was the bottom line. Sure. So wait, so he didn't buy your lie. No. So then did you end up the bad guy when, when all was said and done? Was your lie worse than what he was actually, what you found out about him in your relationship? I, he let it go. Like I could tell that he never really believed me. He did eventually let it go. But in terms of like that issue, it, yeah, it kind of just faded away because it was like, we clearly know you're lying and I'm, I, you know, and I'll let that go, but we're really not going to get into the conversation about what these late night phone calls yeah. are all about. Yeah. It, but, but to answer your question, I'm always the bad guy, Ben, in every yes, relationship. Yes, I'm yes, I've seen And, that. you know, years later, I, this guy and I reconnected. We, we, we hung out one night completely platonically and he, he was like, I wanted to see you because I wanted to apologize to you for how badly I treated you in your relationship. And I burst into laughter and said, oh, you have no idea how much worse I've had since you. <laughs> I think it's very sweet that you think I deserve an apology for this, but really, honestly, you, you look like a bit of a prince when you look at my resume. Yeah, he was just like a patient, patient zero. Patient zero. <laughs> I beginning. mean, it wasn't a perfect relationship. Again, there was lots of issues, but yeah, again, in the grand scheme of things, oh. you should do a podcast about your relationship issues. Should I? I would listen to that. I don't think that I. I you mean, definitely have enough material. Oh, for Ben At least Feldman. a season, if not a couple. I, you know, I started writing a book about it once, uh-huh. and then I thought I was finished, and I realized it was just oh, no, no, a second no. volume. Coming. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> the second coming. coming. You can't write that book for a long time. No, it will never be finished. Sometimes I think. I do. Do I? Am I to tell a dumb yeah. lie? Do you have one? You, I, you well, I was have thinking one, about okay. it again. My wife mentioned this to me. We were out at dinner last night. I was like, I need stories tomorrow for Lauren, and she was like, Tell the lie about the wedding that you that ended your friendship. <laughs> And I was like, I feel like this is a comedy. Like, I don't, that's pretty dark, but, but you know, fuck it. I had a very, very good friend. And we used to, it was, he was like one of my absolute best friends on earth. And then uh, he met somebody and started seeing her. And he stopped doing the things that we used to do together, which was um, drink. <laughs> <laughs> What a dick. What a selfish asshole. I really, really felt betrayed. Um, But we sort of grew apart. I mean, I was in my 20s. And if you don't, if you're asleep before 4 a.m., you're not my friend when I was, you know, like 26 or whatever. Um, But we were still close enough. And then he got, he was getting engaged to this woman. I had then, at the same time, broken up with a major girlfriend of mine who was still their very good friend. And I started dating, and I had been dating for a while, Michelle, who is now my wife. Um, And I was invited to their wedding. And I don't know if I consciously, if I... I don't know. I forgot that they're that they were getting married on this particular weekend. I I know I forgot whether I forgot on purpose and it was some sort of like a coping mechanism. Maybe I didn't want to see my ex girlfriend, or maybe there was something about being an adult and going to this adult thing, and I still felt like I was you know a drunken kid for whatever reason. I put it out of my brain right. and remembered at the airport. Uh, my wife and I were going to New York, just up and going to New York for, or my girlfriend at the time. We're going to New York for the weekend. And all of a sudden, it occurred to me that I was supposed to be at this wedding like the next day here in, in LA. Oh my God. And so I didn't know what to do and I panicked. And I called the guy, the groom, my my very, very good friend, and told, this is awful and this just makes me look awful. Um, I told him that my grandparents were not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, god! I had no idea what else to do because I did. I I was trying to think what's worse than saying, "Hey, I forgot you're getting married." Uh, and the only thing worse is like a sick family member. And yeah. so I was like, "I have to go to Florida to be with my grandparents." And what um, did he say? 
And he was, I mean, he was like, of course, man, yeah, you know, go. I mean, this was like a day before he got married. Now, by the way, again, I was in my mid-20s. <laughs> I was a stupid idiot. I am now old and not, and slightly less of an idiot and have also had a wedding and have been to numerous weddings. And I understand what a big deal it is to bail on a wedding sure. at the last second. It's so sure. obnoxious. And anybody out there listening, don't do that because <laughs> it's just the worst thing you it's can bad. do. It's bad. Um, but I didn't realize that at the time. And, but he, and he, did was, he find out? So I went to New York with oh, no. my girlfriend, and we had just a great... We weren't there for any reason. We saw some shows. We drank a bunch. You know, just just had fun, hung out with friends. I saw my buddy Paul. Um, just like a, a great time. And then uh, I guess Paul went to his wedding. Um, like he maybe flew back. Like I saw Paul the first night I was in New York. Oh, no. Either went to the wedding or just saw this the groom. Sure. Anyway... The groom apparently was like it, it, Paul. The groom was like Ben's. It's such a shame Ben can't come to the wedding. His um, his grandparents are sick, and Paul was like Ben Fel- Feldman. He's I just saw we were just hanging out oh. in New York like last night. He's there for the weekend. Like he's just he's in and so the groom called me while I was in New York, which was just the word called me and was like, hey, I I talked to uh, I talked to Paul. Uh, it's really not cool, man. And like he had that that tone, the like. The, the I'm not, not mad, I'm disappointed, disappointed. tone, like yeah. the worst kind. I would have much rather he called me and just screamed through the sure. phone. Sure, sure. Or not called me. But he, <laughs> yeah. he confronted me uh, calm and coolly, just basically let me know that I was a piece of shit. Well, maybe that's because he had stopped drinking. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that basically like destroyed, I mean, that was it for our friendship. I, I think I like sent him and his wife like a gift basket. <laughs> Again, I didn't. I was young mini and muffins? dumb. Was it mini muffins? <laughs> it was, it's just um, something I got at Safeway. The one thing I have to comment here is that your grandparents were both not doing well at the same time. Like, well, like it's like as they, they were timing I, their I, death. They, like to be to be fair, and and maybe this is worse. They weren't. But, but this is my point: is that I'm like, if you said my grandmother isn't doing well or my grandfather is, doing I well, may but no, have. you're like both of my grandparents are on death's door. As I remember it, they were. Both at the time not in a great place, so I actually used. So that was a truth, I suppose. But instead um, of visiting, I was them, not you went going to, New York. to Florida. Yeah, right. I just I was, and I think in my mind that's how I justified it. I was sure. like, well, they are sick. <laughs> I'm just going to go to New York and hang out with Paul, um, and so. <laughs> My God! You know so, what? I got to give you kudos because that is a that is a brutal lie to admit oh, to. Oh God! I was well. It's one of those things. It's one of the we all have those moments in our lives that keep us up for decades. It, yeah. Like if you're if you're if you maybe had coffee a little too late in the afternoon and you're wide awake in bed <laughs> and you should be sleeping and your brain starts to go over all the things that you've done that make you a hideous person. Yeah. That's way up there for me. Like yeah. it, that's haunted me. That was a long time ago. I sure. mean, I was like. I mean, I'm 30 now, so oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm a lot older supposed than to believe that. But I, I was, I, that was a long time ago, and, and it really, really haunts me to this day. And I, we're friends. I see him now. He texted me the other day after we had the, the, the second kid, and, and we, we talked, but we're not uh, friends like, like we were before. He's just one of the people now. He's just one of the people out there listening <laughs> to your podcast. Well, listen, this has been a complete delight. We have one thing. we got to wrap it up. But the last thing I like to end every episode of the show on is uh, just naming a grudge. Uh, the name of the segment is oh, gosh, Never is so Let Go. Hard. And for me, the grudge is uh, against Matt DeMille. This is the one part of the show where I name I name relationships oh, from my past. I love that. We dated in high school, and uh, he after we broke up, he told everyone he was glad it was over 
because of my thin upper lip. <laughs> and then he went on to just... Is it your actual thin... Uh, that's not an expression? No. That he was like, like have stiff. you ever looked at Lauren Ash smiling? Look at how thin her upper lip gets. Wow. I carry it to this day. When? How long ago was that? That was when I was... Well, 14, 15. When you get made up for an event, do you just like plaster lipstick? Like, what do you do? How You've does seen that... how I look. I look like a blow-up doll. They <laughs> they draw lips on me. Are you kidding? I saw a photo of me the other day. I'm not kidding. The reason I even thought of this was the other day I saw a photo of myself like genuinely smiling, like not in full makeup, genuinely smiling. And I was like, look at that thin upper lip. You, God you damn do, you, Matt you do, DeMille. You do spend some time getting ready. I think that's why it's so appropriate that you have a podcast and not... <laughs> Not anything visual, <laughs> because this would be so much more expensive, this entire undertaking. The hair and makeup hair budget and makeup, alone. It's like six hours of yeah. going through hair and makeup. I recently said something to Ben, and I, I can't remember what the context was, but I said something about like, well, this is very me. And he goes, what? Spending three hours in hair and makeup ahead of time? <laughs> now, for those for those of you listening, it's not because, it, and we all know this. You, I'm, I imagine if you're listening to this, you know what Lauren looks like. Uh, uh, and if you don't, that's so bizarre, but great. But thanks for, um, thanks for finding quite a, us. Quite a reach you have. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everybody knows that that's not because you need to. Uh, I think, I would imagine some people at least assume, and correctly, it's because you're combating a television image that you have, a right. character that you play uh, and, and are so prominent in, in many people's minds that's yes. a little dumpier than you would like her to be. Sure. And so you, you, you're, the way you combat that is, is just going through the works, like, just for days and days and days before a yeah. public non-superstore appearance. If I was playing someone super glamorous on television, I would go sweatpants. out in burlap. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I used to, I was, I used to do, I, that makes so much sense. Like, in, I remember in college, I did a play, uh, I, I, it was downtown, so it was like a professional theater, and, oh, God, so many stories that make me look like such a jerk, but I would... <laughs> completely change I would put on fake glasses stop yeah I swear to god uh, when I left the when I came out of the stage door because in my mind I wanted people to go wow he makes he, that's quite a transformation like, it's very oh different in real life I, and I did they weren't like cool sexy glasses like I wanted to look nerdier and kind of like just this weird intellectual schleppy weirdo sure and so I did that on just to just to sort of counteract my image I'm holding up quotes in wow. this dumb play that I did we get it you've done plays I did, I did. that was a play called P.S. Your Cat Is Dead <laughs> where oh where, no where I was <laughs> fully nude from the waist down I'm listening for the, for the majority of the play and strapped <laughs> Uh, on my stomach to a, a kitchen island in the center of the stage uh, for the for the bulk of the play. So your butt was out the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and they and in fact, when we were in tech, the lighting guy came up to me and he was like, "Hey, are you um? God, I don't really know how to ask this. Are you you're not going to go like tanning or anything before we open?" <laughs> and I was like, "Why?" And he's like, "Just for me, just specifically for me, because it's bouncing. I'm getting like a <laughs> the light is bouncing." <laughs> And I just, I, I'll, it's fine. If you're, if you're not going to, that's fine. I just need to kind of reset some lighting and, and kind of work around it because we're really. Because your neon white ass. I was getting, I was like glaring. People were like blinded in the, uh, in the audience. Um, I did go. It was my first time. First in, I, probably my last time ever going to an actual tanning salon. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 
A lot, uh, lot of interesting stories. that You know what I love is that we started, I wanted to know what your grudge is, but now I feel like I've heard enough because I found out that you were on stage for an entire run of a play <sighs> nude my from the waist down. Came, That's an overshare. My friends came. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. Thank God that was before uh, f- pictures. <laughs> sure. I grew up in the, <laughs> in the late 1800s. No, I, it was before <laughs> anything could ever be posted and then remain there forever, uh, which is really, really convenient for me because that would have been an embarrassment thing. Yeah, people took photos, because I was also naked in a show. You saw that show. I did. That live show, comedy show. I did, show. and that was not long ago. It was not long ago. I was fully nude, and there was, we did have a problem. We did a couple shows, because there was a lot of photographs taken. But then I'm also like, you see my butt, that's a gift to you. Yeah, you're, and that's your thing. That's, and, and again, rightfully so, uh, no judgment, but your butt is one of your favorite things uh, it is. on you. Correct. Yeah. It is my showpiece. And you have you discussed the cakes, I'm sure, on this podcast before? I don't no? know if I have discussed the cakes. Is it but cakes I, or cake? It was two cakes. Yeah. So uh, not this year, but last year I did have a cake made in the own image of my butt in a thong. Yep. And then this year I had Based a on a picture. Based on a real photo of my that butt. That you sent to a cake maker? To a stranger who is a, a Great. baker. Yep. Great. And then this year I did a full back. So, so it's me... Um, topless, like holding my boob, and then also oh, like my butt in a very intricate pair of underwear. So it was like a whole kind of like top of the head to back of the knee. When you say intricate, mm. what uh, describe? Take me, take me there. What kind of underwear is it? Like one of those things where there's buckles and like long, like the kind of things you see in a burlesque show, or what's what's intricate? Um, well, or intricate for the cake maker, like there was a lot of lace. <laughs> It looked like a very wide fishnet design. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, that's a difficult. That can be a. a, a Did I never show tedious, you a picture of this? I don't remember. I've seen so many buttons. I know. Pictures. And then I'm also like, is that appropriate? This is how people start talking. Maybe that's the picture that shows up on the, the when you download this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, it's about oversharing, or maybe that's just this. Is it just this episode? Or everything's about oversharing? And everything's about oversharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, I think whole... that maybe, I think that's. You know be... this about me. Yeah. The other your... thing, the other thing is, is anytime I open up to you, it's inevitably via text message, and then inevitably you're like, I have to go. You know, I got stuff going on. <laughs> I'll be like, I just feel like the, you know, my real root of my problem is, is based in this thing that happened to me in my childhood. And you're like, and I'd love to hear can about that. Can we put a pin in that? We... I just ran into BJ Novak. <laughs> I'm I'm in Seoul. (laughs) I'm in Korea. I've just seen BJ. I'm really sorry about your past traumas, but I got to run. (laughs) On that note, Ben Feldman, thank you for being one of my guests on the show. It was such a pleasure, and I really appreciate you going outside of your comfort zone and and sharing some things. I'm sweating. I can tell. Mm -hmm. Not from sight. (laughs) <laughs> from smell. <laughs> the whole room is musty. It is. Uh, thank you for listening. Also, I hope you enjoyed your time with us. As always, remember to email your dumb lies to dumblieswetell at gmail.com and tell everybody about giving it up for less. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>